Hello and welcome back to Scarves Around the Funnel, the podcast dedicated to Heart of Midlothian Football Club, who are just about back in action ahead of the new season. Indeed, for the first time in over 470 days, there will be an opportunity for Hearts fans to actually attend a Hearts game. Um, Looking ahead to that, it will be Mark Donaldson and myself, Laurie Dunsire. And I've just done that the wrong way around, because that doesn't really work, does it, Mark? It doesn't. It doesn't. (laughs) Um, I I, I apologise in advance, because I'm really grumpy today. So hopefully, uh, looking ahead to, to Hearts... Um, in the new season, with hopefully some new signings and that fixture as well, can get me out of this grump. It's not Monday, I'm not Garfield, but it is Thursday, and I'm in a bastard of a mood because of various things. So I will not um, be in that mood, hopefully, over the next hour. And I want to ask you, you a question. I mean, my, my mind's kind of been taken up with writing Paul Manor's book and, and doing commentaries for the Euros. Does the fact that Hearts are playing in England alter things with regards to how many fans are allowed to attend? That's a good question. Thank uh, you. It's I'm happy good, already. It's a good question, and I don't have a good answer. Um, oh. I haven't. I actually haven't even checked it out. I know that there's, I think, twelve hundred and fifty. I think was the maximum that. Um, that was allowed for the game, which is Berwick Rangers against Heart of Midlothian Friday night at Shieldfield. So, of course, yes, Mark is correct. Technically, um, over the border, uh, the border. So, I'm I'm not too sure. Um, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I mean, I think I think it seems well. It seems to be, unless you can enlighten me otherwise. I don't think there's been either uh, any Hearts age group teams or or the girls or the guys who have played in front of fans since the St Mirren game, has there? Um, not, not that I'm aware of. Um, not considerable amounts of fans anyway that were, which is you know what we're expecting on Friday, a reasonable yeah, um, decent. Uh, number. I'm, I'm not really too sure because I know they're talking about there being a potential um, 2,000 allowed into Scottish games after is it mid July and then and you can apply for more um okay but then as of the this whatever it is of August the tier system and the levels will go away so does that mean that now if it's the let's have a look at hearts fixtures because it wouldn't be ready for the Celtic game but is it the Aberdeen game um, that Hearts would play the, the, the home game that we play on the 21st of August. I think Potentially, that, yeah. do, do we have, if everything goes according to plan and if the, the move happens on July 19th and then the tier or level system goes away in August, does that mean theoretically in our second home league game of the season, we potentially could have a capacity crowd inside Tynecastle? What is stopping that from happening? Uh, at the moment, I think that theoretically is correct because yeah, okay, they've talked about the ninth, uh, the ninth of August. I, I, I haven't because it's been such a, I guess a, a moving um, well, piece and things. Moved it, a lot, haven't I haven't really thought about exactly what will happen, and I know there's not really been anything um, 
confirmed. I, I'm just trying to think what the... Because we're in level one as things stand, albeit the numbers are... Um, well, you are. Others aren't. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, East Lothian's not looking that great yes. just now. Um, yeah. so stadium and events for level one... Um, Outdoor seated and open space events were advised to operate within a maximum capacity of a thousand. Um, yeah, but that, that's all the bang. That's nothing to do with Hearts. Hearts are in level two right now, where Tynecastle is in Gorgie. So, yeah. um, is it is it a, 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 a smattering or a, a splattering or whatever it's called of of supporters for the Celtic game, and then fingers crossed a lot more for for the Aberdeen game. I know they talked about potentially having maybe twenty to twenty five percent around that time but that was the hope it wasn't anything that was kind of yeah, that, that's just a ballot isn't it for the so, so hypothetically if if the celtic game was just a, a few thousand then the aberdeen game was hopefully all systems go is it just a ballot for the celtic game yes if people the, okay. people have had the option to and people have had the option to def, to defer with their season ticket to just wait till you can get in fully but you have had the option as well to put yourself in the in the hat so to speak to be able to go okay. to games when when they become available and we're hoping we're hoping that at least there will be a percentage for that Celtic game I mean it does seem like a a leap at the moment that by the time we play Aberdeen which is mid-August here so we're talking less than two months away that it would be a full-time castle but then I suppose that's the that's the plan but we'll, we'll see um we'll certainly see we will look I guess a little bit um closer in terms of games coming up with Hearts in action um, very shortly, maybe even by the time you've listened to this, they will have already played. Uh, we will talk about what people have actually missed about going to the football. Um, a few people have tweeted, we had this out on Twitter just over the last couple of days, um, with the prospect of actually going to a game, albeit only a friendly. I think a lot of people are really looking forward to that, which is which is great. We'll have a little talk, a little talk about Craig Gordon, some of the other news that's happened with hearts in terms of um, comings and goings, and yeah, wherever else we might find ourselves over the next 45 minutes to an hour. Okay, so, first up, yeah, football's back. So, Berwick Rangers against hearts. It's Friday the 25th of June, which, as we record, is tomorrow. Shieldfield Park, 7 o'clock kick-off, and it's, it will be 471 days since that 1-0 defeat to St Mirren in March 2020 and that sounds a long time but in some ways it feels like longer it feels like a different lifetime mm-hmm. when hearts were playing in front of supporters and uh, I am going along with a, f- a few people and I know lots of others are and I think it is great to see how much people are looking forward to it I guess it's not necessarily so much looking forward to seeing hearts per se but just everything that goes with I guess a football day out or a, an evening out as such with this one and I'm hope I know hopefully it's the the start of many um, games that people can get to in the coming months and years because of everything that everyone's been through I've had the analogy before of going along a road and knowing that there's roadworks and then you think at the end of those roadworks you're you're free of them but it's just been a continual um, human roadwork over the past 18 months. There's been mm-hmm. very little to look forward to. And to have something at the end of of, of all of this, I don't care if it's a game at Berwick or, or wherever it is, it's just, 
it's some semblance of normality that, that people have, have been missing. And I just hope it all, I mean, I've, I've read like everyone else about the, the new variant and cases going back up. Hopefully more people can get vaccinated. And, and as a result of that, well, it'll never be back to the same as it was pre-pandemic. But as far as football is concerned, I'd like to think that, that come the end of the year, we'll, we'll certainly have full stadia, um, ideally for the Aberdeen game. But with a better game or whatever game it is, it's just something to look forward to at the end of what's been a shite 18 months for everybody. And it's some semblance of, of normality. You've experienced it. You went to watch a, a junior game. You had a pint. You went to watch the football. You're lucky that you did a lot of... Oh, you, you went to games that, that no one else was able to get to. But it's still... You know, you know what it's like. I've commentated on games with no fans there. It's not the same. So just to get back to, to, to what we remember is something that we can all look forward to. Indeed. So uh, there, are, there are other games coming up. I know there's like a Linlithgow Rose game, um, I believe, this weekend against the Hearts 11. I'm actually heading to Whitehill Welfare against Hearts a week. Oh, Rose well. As well, another Ferguson. away oh. game indeed. Um, so I, I, I'm wondering what sort of team Robbie will put out um, tomorrow because I know with these it's sometimes difficult and I haven't seen Hearts confirm much. You know, usually you would get all the con- the fixers when it's a definite confirmed Hearts yeah, fixture. Yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking on the website right Hearts now. Hearts 11 there's, there's, fixture. When you go to the fixture section, the first game's at, at Peterhead in the, in the League Cup on the yeah. 10th of July. There, I'm sure there there is a, a bit that says, I mean, for fixtures, it's, let's have a look. For the under-18s, let's see what these games are, are kind of classed by, right? So there's no fixtures. This is on the website, right? So it's either not been updated or whatever. Reserves, fixtures and results... Um, nothing, right? So, so the only thing that's kind of been updated is, is the first team fixtures and results, but they don't have a, a link, um, for upcoming fixtures. It just says the first ones at Peterhead. So I'm sure in the news section it talks about, um, Berwick, but uh, it doesn't have the, the kind of fixture section that, that has all the details of, of the pre-season friendlies. Yeah, because I think we've got Linlithgow Rose coming up, Spartans, there's been talk of civil service, I think, as well, Whitehill. Um, but yeah, sometimes you get the clear, it's a Hearts 11 and it's the Hearts team. But Berwick certainly announced as Heart Midlothian. I think the Whitehill game might have been confirmed as a Hearts 11. But it will certainly be interesting because Saturday is um, Linlithgow Rose, so you'd think there would be a split of teams over Friday, Saturday, or maybe senior team on one game and yeah. uh, a more, more reserve side than I the mean, other. The, the, the but, um, game, it's, got a, it's got a news article on the Hearts website uh, saying a limited number of Hearts supporters will be able to attend the match in person, but these tickets must be purchased directly from Berwick prior to the game as none will be available on the day. So part of this I can understand because do, do you really want to, to kind of uh, publicise the fact that you're playing this team, that team, and the other team, and get Hearts fans' hopes up that they might be able to go and see it, and then for whatever reason, because I believe that some supporters will be at, uh, allowed at Linlithgow as well. Um, but th- this is all new for everybody. It's new because you can't just go down to Shieldfield, pay your 10 quid or whatever it's going to be, get in. I mean, you're not going to be able to, to go on a match day without a ticket. Uh, because y- you have to have, I don't know what the whole tracing system is, but they've got to know who's there. Uh, it's very difficult yeah. logistically. This is really tough for everybody. certainly is. Uh, we got some tweets about this, as I mentioned, um, about 
you know what people are looking forward to, what people have missed from going to the football. And uh, Grant, who is on the Heart Shirt Collector, says um, a few beers before and after with mates. The booing from the guys behind me in the Wheatfield the last eighteen months has made me realise how much I love the whole match day ritual. Hoping we can get back to it. Um, since I was young, podcast says genuinely Bovril. Um, it's just not the same in the house watching on the TV or laptop. Uh, did you you sent me yeah, that, but, a strange Bovril image the other day? Was that real? Well, I hope not, but I, I think it was. <laughs> Surely it was, not. It was like a Bovril ice pole, and that, no one's no one's gonna <laughs> have a beefy ice pole. I mean, that sounds like a euphemism, but. It was like a Calippo yeah, type a, a of style thing, wasn't it? Calipo or Calipo. I'm not having that. <laughs> Sorry, but I, someone, I really hope someone's been up to the up to the tricks on the photo editing software because if that thing exists, must be, oh, must be. But the only Bovril lollipop. Bovril has to be served so that when you drink it, you still have the burn mark on your tongue for three <laughs> days. There's no other way to serve Bovril. You can't not even look warm. It doesn't exist because the bits at the bottom don't melt properly. Or um, cold bovril. Come on, that's not true. Please, is it? Yeah, it's a it's an interesting concept. It's like I like a bovril, but the the temperature is as an important part of this. It's like I'm I like a beer, but I don't want it served served to me too warm. No, exactly. I know sometimes you don't have a choice, but <laughs> beggars can't be choosers in these strange times. Indeed, um, Kenny Hunter says um, booing the opposition after a dodgy tackle, calling the ref some choice words, then sitting down, amused at myself. He says bemused at myself. Maybe amused at myself. He means, but I get the, I get the. That's twist. interesting in booing um, the opposition because I think there'll be some Hearts fans that'll be missing missing booing, booing hearts. hearts. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed, I, I'm, I guess that won't be too long before they can do that again. <laughs> Merrick, uh, looking this Phil. is safe. <laughs> Sir, please stand in your allocated space. You're not. Allowed I, I, to. <laughs> that's this is what I, I that's I'm looking forward to that part most is how long after full time we just you first you, you, you first hear fuck off hearts <laughs> upon arrival this is, a, this is the Berwick Rangers website upon arrival at Shieldfield Park fans are asked to stick to the place they have been allocated to avoid unnecessary complication. So you've just got to hope you get a good view of, of the action because you want to be able to be heard when you're unhappy with, with your vitriol emanating from the terracing. With your with, yeah, with your mask on as well. If you're, if, you're, if they make you wear their mask, it could be dr- it could be tricky. Phil Fielding says. Sorry, Phil Fielding, and we'll get to you in a minute. That actually made me feel better. Because, you know, you have these days, and I have to say, I know we were kind of continuing with the podcast throughout the summer, and that, that's our choice. This this makes certainly makes me uh, look forward to it. It gives me something to look forward to um, every week. And look, a lot of the time, it's just shite, utter shite that we're talking. But being, <laughs> being able to talk about hearts, being able to talk about booing hearts or, or just cheering or, or whatever, uh, it's certainly... It certainly perks me up a little bit. So, so thank you, Hearts, uh, in all your goodness and your shiteness for allowing me and others to have something to look for. Imagine being in a society where you can't wait to get the chance to go somewhere to boo the team that you support. It's cathartic, isn't it? 
Isn't it just? <laughs> um, I'm just I'm just trying to find my um, Beric ticket because it was just. Well, I think it's not Hearts World. Heart, Hearts World, Christ, that's going back a bit. Hearts TV. Um, it's uh, yeah, because it's just an emailed one. But no, I'm pretty well, sure you, it just said. Um, no, Why no, not? no. So I mean, no, I'm just I'm just interested in things. Says stick to your allocated area, and my ticket just says standing away. So I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know well, how specific. So you are. You are going. Did you not? Um, did you not think about if it was going to be a commentary thing, or did you just want to go to? A I, we don't. Uh, no, I just kind of fancy going to a game. And um, back in the day, we used, do, were, we used to do these friendlies. We used to do commentary of. Uh, I mean, Hearts, proper service someone, back in two thousand and five on the Hearts website. Well, maybe they're doing it, and I just <laughs> didn't realise that my that. services are no longer required. <laughs> but someone did message saying, "Will it be on Hearts TV?" And I said, "I hope not, because I plan to be on the pub, so it could be an interesting so, so match." So, where's the, where's the pre-match boozer for Berwick? Is it is it out the back where it used to be, or have you got to go elsewhere? Um, well, I've been I've only been to football in Berwick once. It wasn't a Hearts game; it was just a, a day out, and there's a lot of decent pubs in Berwick but the ground isn't no, particularly near, near no. the station if you're obviously if you're going through the train which I think if people are going for a drink they'll be um, they'll be going to the train so uh, yeah it was a bit of a hike I remember um, but lots of pubs in town I guess there's they must have taxis in Berwick I know it's England but surely they do where do you think you're going <laughs> like ye old York with the Yorvik Vikings <laughs> Jesus man uh, let's see, so Phil Fielding Sorry, said, Phil. looking forward to it, a few beers with some mates and a chance to see a Hearts team for the first time since last March. Uh, miss the post-match discussions over a pint or two. Yeah, I get that. And I get that. Just the whole being with your pals or just the camaraderie, the get-together the yeah. get straight after a game. Or the going home and you've been in different parts of the stadium with then some maybe some of your family or friends and and the the Saturday night kind of pints, but pre-match as well. I mean, the social aspect of this um, has has been spoken about, and it's it's not until you you, you kind of you, you look at the bigger picture as far as mental health and everything like that is concerned, there's, there's been a lot of people that have, yeah. uh, that have been affected by that. And I think well, I'd certainly be lying and say if I, if I hadn't been, and I'm not at the games, um, uh, we all have our own kind of issues to, to deal with, but for some people, they're weak, they're working weak, or if they're retired, their, their week revolves around a Saturday. It revolves around match days. Going to the mm-hmm. game, whether it's at Tyne Castle or, or away from home. And for a long spell, Laurie, there, there was that kind of, when's this going to happen again? And that's what I was saying to you earlier about having a point of intrigue, of interest, of, of fin- finality, of this is, this is when things are going to be okay again. That's all we're after. And it's, it's so difficult when it fluctuates, when you think something's going to be right again. And, okay, we can, we can go to the football then. And then it gets taken away from you. So I really hope that Berwick away, for those who are going, even those who aren't, is the first of kind of, right, we can, go, we can go back to the football. You know what? If we have to stand in a designated place or wherever to begin with, or we have to wear a mask, that's fine. 
Same at Linlithgow, wherever it is. Then Peterhead, we don't know yet with regards to how that's going to be, if, if away fans are, are going to be allowed in attendance or, or whatever. But we, we're on the road back now, and there's something to cling on to. Please let it continue like that for everybody's sanity. Indeed. Um, Flitch says the moans, gurning, singing and cheering round about me. In short, everything that makes football worth going to. Arguing as well with fellow fans about certain players. Because we all have our own opinion about whoever we like, whoever we don't like. I always think, I mean, if you can remember back when, when you were in the stands as well. You never get uniformity. Well, you do have agreement if it's for a referee or something like that, usually. But it it gets interesting when you've got people around you in the stadiums that clearly disagree with with something that you've got to to say. David, I've spoken before. David Hagen was the one for me. Who was the one for you that you either didn't like or liked, but someone around you totally disagreed? Someone around me disagreed. Oh... Hmm, that's a trick. There's plenty of players that I liked that others wouldn't have and vice versa. I'm trying to think when it was actually clear that some around me didn't. Brian Hamilton was another one for me. I never I never really got Brian Hamilton. He did, all, he did okay. He's nothing special. But as, as I say, it's the hypocrisy of making your mind up straight away and then celebrating when someone you don't like scores for your team. Yeah, I'm. I'm not too sure. I'm trying to. Just have to have a think. Unlikely, about it. but no, unlikely yeah, I mean, boo boys. Unlikely boo boys. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what what else we've got here. Well, here's here we go on that subject. Graham says I've missed the feeling of booing after five minutes when Halkett has put a pass out of the park. <laughs> um, I really missed simple stuff like getting on the bus from Pennycook and getting off in town, and just walking to the stadium and checking Twitter. For the team lineup, and anyway, I think that's a it's a good point about the things around the game. Like, um, obviously, lots of people will drive to the football and would have done so before the pandemic, and will do so afterwards. But I know, certainly from speaking to a few of my my friends and some of the people I'm going to the football with on Friday, you know, we're meeting up and we're we're jumping on the train, go to a couple of pubs. I think that's what they're looking forward to, as much if not more so than the fact they'll be inside a. A football stadium watching hearts and <laughs> the game's secondary nature, isn't it? You, you, often was yeah. though, even competitive yeah. games, though, wasn't yeah. it in the in the past? Sure. Um, I think that's half the problem over the last years that it's all been focused mm. on the football, so yeah. there's not been anything else. True. Um, Blair says, Blair Messer says, cheesy tweet, but I'm but going on away trips with my mates, and he tags Chris Wilson, um, Scott's boy. Uh, he also tags Gareth who we both know, Mark, who actually recently just fixed a spring in my car. <laughs> Gareth from the Gareth. Uh, Gareth from the Gareth, indeed. Thank you for that, Gareth. I really appreciate it if you're tuning in. Harry as well. And he says, the pre-match snacks, awaiting team news, wor- uh, working out formations, bemoaning omissions or inclusions, but overall just a day out, or the home games with my dad, simple pleasures, really. And I know, th- I certainly know, I, th- I think Blair maybe is going with Gareth on, on Friday. So it's stuff like that. And I was speaking to... Gareth at the garage just a few days ago when I picked up my car and he was talking about it as well, just really looking forward to, to actually getting to a football game um, and being on the, the terracing, which literally will probably be the terracing at Shield Field, even though it's not actually terracing when we talk about it at Tynecastle. So, 
hopefully there's plenty of people who will go through and enjoy it. And from a you know from a Bennett Rangers point of view, I guess it works for them to hopefully get some money into the coffers with a few fans, you know, a few more fans than they'd normally expect for a friendly match. Well, if they, if they got a thousand Hearts fans going down, I don't know how many if it's going to even be that many. But there's there's ten grand. It's t- was it ten quid? It says plus a plus a pound booking fee. It's about. Yeah, it's like 11 quid is what I paid. I don't know, yeah, I don't know how many have been confirmed. I just think someone had mentioned it was going to be about up to 1,200. So yeah, even if you, even if you get half of yeah, that, exactly. I mean, for a friendly in June after everything that's happened, that would be, that would be great. What's the deals, uh, what, uh, what, sorry, what's the deal coming back, uh, with trains? When's, when's your, cause you know how sometimes if it's like Hamden early or Aberdeen early or, or whatever, What's the last train you can get back from Berwick that would get you back to Musselburgh without having to wait until the following morning? Or is it is it pretty much because it's a Friday night, they're oh, pretty late? Oh, Musselburgh? Oh, gee, I've not really thought about that. Oh, I just hope you booked plan- your, your train back, have you not? Well, no, I just planned on going back to Edinburgh and then I'll figure out, you know, get no, Uber but, yeah, or whatever right, to Musselburgh. Berwick to Edinburgh, what's the last, what's the last train? Um, they ran quite late. I mean, I did look. You can definitely get it. Like, I mean, the game will be done by before nine because it's a seven o'clock kickoff. Oh, right, okay. And um, I, I looked, and there was still. I think you could get one at least after eleven. That's fine. Um, it's only forty-five minutes. It's not. Um, it's not long at all. Yeah, the last one you get is twenty-three thirty-six. No problems then. So there you go. There's no issues with that. No issues with that at all. Um, let's see what else we got tweet-wise. Dean Smith says he misses uh, going with his dad and the usual from Oban. Stayed in Fife now, so can he wait to start going on the supporters' buses and meeting new people and having that buzz of looking forward to the game on a Saturday? Uh, Mark Dixon says uh, missing the heart song before the game. And Lewis also says, um, this is Tyne Castle, let's make some noise. Oh, God, that'll be good, you know, when we have first oh. hear Scott Wilson say that to us. To a full house. I mean, to be honest, not even necessarily a full house because we saw that with the Euros. Even no, I know, Hamden, I know, but, but just twelve thousand people. To be special yeah. to be a full house. We'd, we'd, the first full house we have will be special. Oh, definitely, hundred percent. Um, Beave eighteen seventy four says heading down from Fife and making a day slash night of it. Hospitality tickets purchased and apparently will be seated in the director's box. That's for the the Berwick game. So, yeah, 30, 30 quid for hospitality, that seems alright. Is that yeah. oh, oh. Not bad, not we've bad. Not, we've not had um, any references to pies yet. No one seems to be missing the halftime pie. Uh, well, here's a slight reference to food. I didn't, not, not pie, but Carl Shark says he uh, misses meeting the lads. Beer, um, beer, bugle, toe to toe, three points, pubic triangle, oh, and a kebab. <laughs> <laughs> but a, a kebab to round it off. There's some food left. You've you've gone from the pubic triangle to a kebab with nothing in between. <laughs> that should have been thought through. I just read out yeah, well, what was in front really. of me. You know, this mm, dangerous. Um, no, a halftime halftime pie and a and a bovril calippo. That would be <laughs> <laughs> summertime. <laughs> well, it couldn't be a pie then. You'd have to have some some alternative take on that as well, wouldn't you? Yes, <laughs> but I don't know what it would be. But no, there's. I think yeah, there's 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 lots to look forward to. Hopefully, starting with Berwick, and it's funny we didn't talk about. I think because we had other things to discuss, we didn't talk about the the fixtures in in much depth. 
But I know that was it was a it was a good event when that happened a couple of weeks ago. You know, waiting for the the games to be announced, and obviously we start with a big game, Celtic at home on the thirty first at Tynecastle. But um, you, you've got the the Hibs games as well, September, and then Easter Road in January. It'll be good to hopefully be able to have a New Year derby with fans. That would be terrific, I think. Yeah, I like the fixtures. I don't know how much we spoke about them, but I like. Um, no, we didn't really go into it at all. Really. I think I can't remember what we had that week. So, but yeah. uh, I don't know if that was when we had our uh, when Grant was on talking about shirts. I'm not sure if that was when it might when might it have was. been. Yeah, I, I love I love the start because Celtic Celtic away would have been a, a bastard. Eh? That, that that would have held no appeal whatsoever. But to get them at home unfurling the flag in front of them who've done it for the last 10 years at home but won't be this season I just think that's that's a perfect time to get them You want them early as well because you know we don't know how obviously the new guy will do he might he might end up being a a good manager for Celtic he might start terrifically but if you're going to catch him sometimes you want want him early on when he's not really had because that will be the first competitive game for them will will they have European European games they will have early so, which I, I, I don't mind okay. I mean the, the opposition the quality of the opposition will be different but we'll have played games as well although I do remember an interview maybe over the summer with, with Robbie Nielsen in one of the, the papers saying that he was going to give um, kids more of a chance in the League Cup um, so so maybe that's the case it might not be I mean look, Craig Gordon's going to have to have a rest and uh, I, I'd be intrigued to see what our what our team selection is. Um, the other thing is as well, we're recording this on the 24th, and I know there's some talk about players coming in to Hearts, but the other thing is as well, there are some players, probably a few players, that uh, are still under contract with their current club until the end of this month. So maybe the start of mm-hmm. next month might be when we'll see uh, if it's an influx or a steady stream of, of new arrivals uh, coming into the football club. And, and I think you play them um, sooner rather than later. You certainly don't have the Celtic game as, as their first involvement. I think everyone will get a chance to play in the League Cup games. Whether or not it's our strongest team for all the games, I'm not sure. But as far as Celtic in the first day is concerned, I mean, like, you've got to play them sometime. So why not? I mean, I'd rather have that than a trip to Ibrox. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm all for that. And if we can't get ourselves up for that, I mean, like ideally you'd probably want them with a full house. But even if we've got some fans in attendance, I'm happy with that start. What about you? Yeah, I think it's I think it's good. It's a potentially I wouldn't say there's an easy start you could get. This you know we've just come back up and um, you know there's a lot of teams that'll be very competitive. Obviously with Hearts and. I'm just having a look, but I mean, you know, Celtic Holmes at Mirren away, Aberdeen home, Dundee United away, Hibs at home, Ross County away. I mean, it's you're talking about some couple of t- potentially tough games at home in Celtic and Aberdeen, who are traditionally decent sides in away games. You know, St Mirren, obviously our last top flight away game was at St Mirren. Our next top flight away game will be there, and we lost that one. We've often struggled at grounds like that. Tanadice, you know, Dundee United have been up for, for a full season, so... It's a potentially tough start, although, like I say, unless you're talking about home games against maybe, and again, without sounding disrespectful, the the teams that maybe we were more expected to beat, um, you know, you're you're, you're always going to have quite a tough start, especially as a new team coming back up, albeit we've got quite a bit of experience in the side. 
So I think one thing it will do is it will give Robbie Nielsen a challenge when it comes to kind of hitting the ground running. And obviously, we saw with Ian Catherine before, even before the league games start, you can have trouble with hitting the ground running. Um, we know we start with Peter Head and we're talking about giving players chances, but I tell you, the only other time we've played Peter Head, I was there and it wasn't a second string heart side and they didn't end up getting anything out of the game. So, yeah, we can't take these clubs too lightly. No, um, no. So it'll be, it'll be a challenge, but just good to have something like that to look of, forward to. Of course, to. and that's what we were saying earlier. Uh, without going off too much on a tangent, um, the one I'm going to make one prediction for the new season, and it's not a hearts prediction. I'm going to predict that Aberdeen will be bottom six. There's a there's a lot of people who think that they might struggle. Oh, is under it? Stephen Glass. Um, I've not really I've not really seen an awful lot of Aberdeen in recent times, so there's not much I could I couldn't say too much about that. But um, there's a few people thinking they might struggle. When I say struggle, I mean I mean do worse than they have done for most recent years, and you're usually in about the top three or four at least. So. Um, yeah, I could certainly see it happening. It could be a very open division, potentially, um, other than obviously Celtic and Rangers fighting out most likely for the top two places. Um, I think it's, it's, I think not, it's refreshing. Would... It's, it's as refreshing as we've had for a while because I believe for the first time since Hibs were relegated and Hamilton came up, that that's when we went down as well. Two teams. The two that, teams. Two yeah. Teams? So okay. so two of the twelve are, are 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 fresh. So basically, there's two spots available. Uh, sorry, there's four spots available in the top six. Rangers and Celtic plus four others. Last year, those four teams were Hibernian, Aberdeen, Livingston, and St Johnston. So I'm taking Aberdeen out of there, and fingers crossed, but I'm putting Hearts in. Um, Hibernian, probably. So that leaves two more uh, between Livingston, St Johnston, St Mirren, Dundee United, Motherwell, Ross County, and and Dundee. I'm not. I found it a weird appointment. I mean, it might it might end up being a really good appointment, but I just thought it was strange the Dundee United appointment of their new manager. So I'll keep them in the bottom six. I'm going to stick with St Johnston. Um, in the top six, I think they'll be not be able to to eclipse what they did, uh, with especially in the cups. But uh, I think they'll be there or thereabouts. Um, so that leaves one other, um, maybe Motherwell. Not sure. So I, it, there's not much between them. There, there really isn't. I take out Rangers and Celtic, and it's it's there's there's like three leagues. I think there's the Rangers and Celtic league. There's the five, maybe four or five, maybe even not even that. Um, and then there's the rest. So I think a bit of momentum and a couple of results to go at the start. And, and who knows? But you know what, Laurie? The other way around. And, and people could be struggling. And whoever it is, you're like, whoa. Yeah, and it's interesting because you've got lots of, you know, you know we've got lots of teams who are not in transition, but but with new leadership, with new management, I mean, you'd obviously Robbie Nielsen will be his first season back up, his second full season back as manager. I think um, Callum Davidson and Jack Ross will be their second seasons. But, for, you know, David Martin, Dale Graham, Alexander, their first full season at their jobs. Same for Stephen Glass. And then you've got 
actually completely almost new managers with Dundee United, with Celtic. So, yeah, there's lots of kind of, I guess, new ideas and maybe um, un- relative unknowns with how certain teams and managers might do. So, yeah, definitely lots to look forward to for the new season, I think. Okay, let's move on to some other things, some other news around Hearts just now. And I noticed an article on the Edinburgh Evening News actually today about Craig Gordon. This was just talking about his international future and um, obviously what that might hold with the World Cup qualifiers resuming in September. Craig Gordon will, of course, be about to turn 40 by the time Qatar 22 kicks off with it being next winter, winter 2022. Um, and I just thought I'd bring this up because I, I'm pretty sure, you know, you've spoken to Craig more than I have. We've had him on the show, but from hearing from him when he spoke to us and when you read um, things from him, from him in the press, I think he will be very keen to um, extend his international career as long as he can. I don't think he will be one to hang up his international gloves anytime soon but I suppose a few people I've seen talking about it I know Alan McGregor who's almost a year older than Craig Gordon he retired in early 2019 um, and some people said that maybe that was the right decision for him his last game for Scotland was 2018 but I know Mark Craig's spoken before about looking to try and put pressure on his former teammate Stephen Presley at the top of a (laughs) certain list which is how many caps players have won Mm -hmm. playing for Hearts. Craig Gordon has recently now moved into fifth place in that so you've got Stephen Presley 32 caps Bobby Walker 29, Andy Webster 27, Saul Mikkel Yunus 27 and Craig Gordon on 26 now. He's overtaken uh, Kevin McKenna into the top five but he's I know keen to try and build on that. Now he's obviously older than David Marshall who's the other person the the kind of main, the front two at the moment because John McLaughlin's not a kind of first choice starter at Rangers for now. Um, One, I think I know the answer to this, do you think Craig will keep on and keep playing internationally as long as he can and two do you think there's an argument that he could and should be number one? Yes and yes. I'll be staggered. (laughs) I'll be staggered if he he waited long enough and he was he was desperate. Part of the reason he came to Hearts was to get back into the Scotland squad. But not just the squad, to get into the team. So he's not going to give that up. Yeah. And I can't speak for him right now, although I will. Because he's been through 20 years as a professional footballer. He's been through the media training. You hit him with this question, you'll get some fluff answer. The question for an honest response would simply be, were you annoyed at not playing? Do you believe you should have played ahead of David Marshall? Of course he's going to say, look, oh, we're all at it too. Bollocks. He's pissed off. He felt that he, having had the season that he had, and given that David Marshall was dropped at the end of the season, he, I'm sure, is a firm believer that he deserved to be the number one goalkeeper. And to get that game um, in the warm-up, uh, I think it was against the Netherlands when we had issues. Yeah, he played the Netherlands yeah, I mean, game. That, yeah, that was a bit of a cock tease, to be honest. So he would have been pissed off. And he wants to channel that anger into, as Barry Anderson quite rightly put in his uh, in his article today, Craig's, Craig's time for hanging up the gloves is years away. 
He's got he's got things to do. He's got targets to make. He's got a hundred consecutive appearances for Hearts um, to tick off the list, which will not be easy. He wants to do that. If that means playing until he's forty or forty-one, Buffon's just signed for Parma. Craig keep. I was just yeah. I was I was just going to say the man who um, inspired yep. Craig's mm-hmm. uh, short sleeves. He he always yeah, liked to wear. Yeah, um, yeah he. He played for Italy when he was after he turned forty as well, didn't he? I think, and he's yep. what forty yeah, three now, and he's. I think as a goalkeeper, Laurie, especially with Craig. Craig had a spell out with injury. Uh, he also, as he so eloquently said to our podcast when he was on, was worried for a long spell that injury might force him to get give up the game, and that made him realise his words, not ours. That made him realise how important it was to play as long as possible, if you can. So, knowing now, it's different. Hearts were in the Championship, and we were playing games when Scotland were playing. And it, it meant that he was away on international duty and, and missing Brora games and various other things like that. Lucky him. Exactly. But now <laughs> there is no excuse. So, he doesn't want to be sitting um, with his, his kind of feet up. Um, he's just got a new arrival. That's the that's his third child. So there'll be there'll be plenty of time. I mean, it's not like a football. You're away nine to five, and you don't get much time with the kids. There's there's plenty of time that that he'll have with the kids in addition to playing. When the international break is on, Hearts will not be playing. That'll help him achieve what he hopes will be the hundred consecutive games for the football club. And if anyone didn't know, um, having heard it the last time, Craig got to ninety nine in his first spell. And missed out on on number a hundred. I think he, did he say he got suspended, and that's why he was unable to play. Or was that? An I think I, I, if I remember rightly, um, and I'd have to double check, but I think he maybe suggested that he got to ninety nine, and it was that was it that game he got sent off. I think it, yeah, I think in, it was against a, Falkirk, yeah. and Steve Banks had to play. Yeah, the next I, game. I'm sure it was a suspension. I don't think it was an injury because you, knowing him, he would have he would have wanted to play through it to to reach a hundred. I think that's what he mentioned. Yeah, if I remember I think rightly. That's true. So. That's what that's what he wants, and that thing that you've just mentioned, that stat that you've just mentioned as well, he's well aware of that. There's ve- if there's something he's not aware of, he's on the phone. Can you find out this for me? <laughs> he's, he's a pain in the arse. But thankfully, we've got Davy Allen and uh, the Hearts Heritage and various other accounts that will get the answer for him. So he knows every- there's very little that he's unaware of. Uh, was that my X number of appearances for Hearts, or how many career appearances does that have made? That inspires him. Different things inspire different people. For him, it's about breaking records. And he's got an opportunity right now, I believe, um, with the clean sheets to set a mark that could go for a long time. Um, It's funny because the last time we chatted about that, what are we at right now with regards to consecutive clean sheets? Are we at eight? That he he equaled John McLaughlin. Remember at the end of the season. Uh, Sorry to kind of throw that on you, but we're we're up to something. Just, just with yeah, we're just with Hearts. Um, well, I think with was it? Is, oh, right. So you have to take away one with um with Scotland now as well, don't you? Because he conceded two against the Dutch. So um, for Hearts, but I think we'd be, yeah, would it be five? I think. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six. I thought we were at seven. seven. Yeah, I we were at seven. Uh, yeah, so seven with Hearts, two nil against the Air, nil nil with Arbroath, nil nil with Dunfermline, six nil against Alawa, nil nil Morton, three nil against Cali, and four nil away to Wraith. So yeah, we at seven. So I think one more. 
So I got against um, well, it depends if they use him for the Betfred Cup. Well, that might, could make his life he, he, a bit, could make his life a little bit easier. Well, there's the thing. <laughs> than, so than Celtic. Beat. Here's the thing. So I, th- this is a message from 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 way back, and we were talking about consecutive clean sheets for Hearts, and he goes, "No, my luck, we'll get Rangers at Ibrox on the opening day." But we forgot the pair of us that there were League Cup ties, and he wants to play in them. I mean, the first one's on the 10th of July, right? So. Scotland had their debrief in, in Darlington or in the northeast, and then they went they went back. So he's probably home by now. Um, it's not going to be much of a preseason. He'll want to play against Peterhead for two reasons: one, to keep the clean sheet record going, but two, to keep the consecutive games record going as well. Because the last thing he wants is for that to be reset to go back to zero. Peterhead away, Cove at home, Sterling away, Inverness at home. I mean, he'll he'll want to keep that going. And then you can worry about Celtic on the opening day if Harps can get through that group and hopefully when Harps can get through that group. So it's just nice to go inside the mind of, of different people and, and with Craig. It's about playing as long as he can. It's about setting records at Harps. But not only that, Laurie, it's about setting records that he hopes will never be beaten. That's what inspires him. A quick, um, a quick uh, sidebar, actually, just because you mentioned you know, Davy Allen, um and obviously being an oracle for all hearts information, we did our big European super quiz last week, and uh, Davy Allen has highlighted something afterwards that was inaccurate, which was when we spoke about the last hearts player to represent Scotland at the Euros and actually play in a game at the Euros, and I'd mentioned it was Dave McPherson um, against the CIS in the last game of Euro 92. However, um, and I'm going to give myself a little bit of leeway with this one. He was a Hearts player when he was picked for the squad, and I knew he'd been transferred, he was to be transferred that summer. However, apparently he actually transferred to Rangers officially, his registration, before the three matches. So I think it was like the week before. Um, So technically, that wasn't accurate, which means, Mark, Hearts have still never had a player... Uh, play for Scotland at the Euros. No, no you have to go back no. to 1990 for the World Cup for the last time. That uh, is that right? That we had someone. Po- no, no. David Weir, oh, 98. David, 98. Sorry, there you go. Yeah, but no one ever playing for us at the Euros. I, there was a there was a heated debate, wasn't there, when it was pointed out um, about Dave McPherson on on Twitter? Because he'd spoken, I think, because it was a quote that. He said, you know, representing Hearts at the Euros, Euro 92, was an honour and such like. And I guess it's difficult because, you know, do we think, you know, did he think of himself? Or, you know, technically, I think we've established that he technically was registered at Rangers by that point. I think I always think of contracts as, you know, rightly or wrongly, I always think of contracts as running till kind of end of June. I know that's not always the case and they might have been, there was maybe they were maybe often more different back then, I don't really know. But I always just think of a footballer's contract as running till the end of June because I know like Motherwell of class Declan Gallagher as a Motherwell player for the the Euros. Um although he obviously didn't play either. But um but anyway, I just sort of cleared that up so technically it was inaccurate, but it was one that did cause a lot of debate on social media circles. Um Another bit of news around Hearts um, in just the last few days is Andy Irving has officially departed, albeit something we expected to happen. So he has joined German third-tier club, um, and is it Turk Gushu Munchen? Mm-hmm. 
Turk. I've probably completely butchered their name, but <laughs> you can see them on Twitter. So they play in the um, Bundesliga Drei. And there you go. There you go. There you go. Play some of their games um, at the uh, at the um, what's it called? The Olympic Stadium. That's no, not the Olympic Stadium. The old Olymp- the old Olympic Stadium. I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. I, th- I, I I saw someone mentioning that, but I think this is. I mean, a lot of this will be due to I know that uh, the agency that Andy Irving is represented by. Um, I think they have at least it's partly German, or their the main agent is German. Um, and it's the same organisation that represents Marcus Godinho, who also plays in that same division. Um, but yeah, Boyhood Hearts fan Andy Irving, so he's departed, just turned 21 in May. There will be some kind of compensation for Hearts. Um, he said, so Andy Irving um, says, uh, after 13 years at Hearts with a lot of thought and consideration about everything, I've made the decision to move on. The club has played a massive part in my life and has brought me so much pride, both as a fan and as a player. As a kid, it was my dream to play for Hearts and I'm extremely grateful I got that opportunity 61 times. Um, I have to thank everyone involved throughout my 13 years as they've made it extremely special. Every person from the staff to the players to the fans has made my time at Hearts so memorable and I'd like to say thanks. And um, he says all the best to everyone and thanks again, Andy. So 29 29 appearances last season, scored three goals across all competitions. He won the title uh, and was part of the Championship Team of the Year. And I think he had the third, uh, joint third most assists in the division as well with six. And Hearts then went on to say the club wishes Andrew the best of luck. So <laughs> what a we know this. Honestly, it's just utter pish, isn't it? Outgoing player says, "Oh, blah blah blah." You know, suddenly, and then the, the team say, "Yes, we will." Do they hell? They were like, "Fuck off, agent," for turning his head. And I've got like no no problem with with the decision if that's if that's what he wants to do. And good luck, good luck to the boy. But if that's the best that his agent can get him. I know they're putting money. I was looking at their squad the other day. Uh, they've got their captain is a, a former Turkish international, Serçan Sarara, uh, German-born, but played for Turkey for 12 times. Um, and decent. I mean, they're, they're a third division side. It's like saying Brora is a, a non-league side in all but name. Uh, yeah, well, you know how that turned out. There's a lot of money behind the, the team he's gone to and and... Fine. I mean, I, I don't have an, I, an issue with this. Hearts will get some money from it. I just, it's, it's the falseness, it's the fakery of the, of the comments afterwards, which are clearly being written with a PR perspective in mind. We know the truth. Indeed, uh, it's. I mean, it's a tricky one because yeah, we're, there's no point in, you know, dredging up all the, you know, the discussions or what went on with, um. Potentially looking for, for for things the club can offer or whatnot. Hearts are but, not to blame here. Um, Hearts are not to blame here. He wanted three and a half grand a week. Hearts told him to fuck off. There you go. Okay. Okay. Um, but it, it, in terms of getting past that, um, is it a move that could work out? Put him, I, I really don't know what sort of... I, I cannot claim to to know exactly what the third tier of German football would be like level wise. I don't know if it would put him in the shop window overseas more, or potentially if he performs to go up a division we're and then he's aren't we? one division we're, below. We're, the... we're speculating. Yeah, what, what I would. I, I I certainly am. Yeah, which is fine. <laughs> I mean, we're admitting that, 
we don't know anything about this team. It's easy to go on Wikipedia and I read an article about them and the, the chairman is, um, is, is putting a fair bit of cash behind them in the hope that within a few years they'll be in the Bundesliga. And there's a lot of stories about players, um, certainly down in England, uh, with, a, a, with teams that have had money put behind them ending up as top flight players because they've, they've stuck with the, the football club. As, as much as I've had a go, I'm not having a go at Andy. Um, I'm just having to go at the kind of statements that, that that were made. He, you have your choice with your representative, and if, if if that representative thinks he can get you something better elsewhere, then good luck, chat. I've got no idea how much you'll be on um, in Germany. But what I would say in, in his defence, I applaud him trying something a little bit different, and I hope he's a success. Then I hope he does end up playing in the Bundesliga one day. It'll be tough. I get that, but he's, he's got more chance of playing in the Bundesliga with the team that he's in than, than he has um, with direct entry if, if if he was still at Hearts because it's it's not a case of where he couldn't go from Hearts to the Bundesliga. Of course he could because there's many teams um, in the lower reaches of the Bundesliga that might be looking for 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 players in in Scotland. But I, I applaud him for doing something a little bit different. I'd rather do something. And it not work, then have the regret of I wish I'd done that, but I'll never know how it would have been because I never did it. You, you always want to if you get the opportunity. It's not for everybody. Circumstances dictate. If you leave the country, the baggage that you have, the relationships that you're in, if you have kids or not, whether you can get schools for them. Andy doesn't really need to worry about that right now. He's, he's 21 years old. I think from a life experience, I think it's wonderful. And I think he'll 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 be immersed in a, a a culture in that part of of the world in Bavaria that's football nuts. So at the age of 21 to to do that, great. And you know what? If he's on three and a half grand a week there or whatever he's on uh, there, if it if it is that, good luck to the kid. And we'll see how it, how it all pans out. But for showing ambition and going elsewhere, I'm all for that. Is the German third tier ambitious enough? I don't know. I'd just be speculating. Okay, uh, let's have a a quick look at another topic that was covered also in the Edinburgh Evening News by another guest of the show a couple of times, Joel Sked, who was talking about who the next Hearts captain will be, and he listed six potential candidates. Um, Craig Gordon, John Suter, Michael Smith... Uh, Craig Halkett, Peter Haring, Liam Boyce and it's not something I'm going to spend too much time on but my view with this one Mark is that the obvious candidate will should probably be the, the one that takes it which would be Craig Gordon who deputised last season for Stephen Nesmith who has of course now retired and was captain before doing so although John Souter has deputised in the past before and had only just returned to the team at the latter end of last season, maybe seen as someone maybe more long term. Um, but then again, you got Michael Smith, who was the also in the list, who is often seen as Mister Consistent and the leader out there for Hearts for the last couple of seasons. Um, what do you think? It's got to be Craig Gordon, is it not? I mean, why? Why wouldn't it be? I oh, know. I agree. I agree. I just I just thought throw out there in case you maybe thought there might be a. 
a left field. No, I mean, but... when, Craig, when Craig Gordon was at Hearts previously, he captained the football club. And I put out a tweet back in January, which I'm currently reading, um, and it was a stat courtesy of Hearts Heritage. It's exactly 5,000 days since Craig Gordon last captained Hearts in a competitive fixture. 20th of May 2007, Killy won Hearts nil. 26th of January 2021, Wraith nil, Hearts 4. Um, the next longest time between games was Robbo, 3,234. So he's been captain before in his first spell. He's been captain this time when Naismith wasn't on the pitch. I don't know why you would give it to, to anybody, unless he doesn't want it. But why wouldn't he? Nah, no, you think he would. Um, no, I just I just thought I'd put it out there. It would be interesting. Um, I know like club captains isn't something that you often get like a list of because um, you get someone who's appointed fully and then you get some that are maybe interim and uh, I would I wonder has anyone ever been Hearts club captain and then been made club captain a second time like in a different spell at the club do you think I mean that's a bit I know that's a bit of a oh, random trivia question one, I don't know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna jump into that one because there's probably an obvious one that I've either forgotten about or there isn't one, and I'd just be guessing. So I don't know. Uh, I do have a I do have a message from him from January the 26th. Um, am I the first Hearts captain to wear tights? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll put that one to Davey yeah, Allen. Think, um, think, yes, can you check? That was, was Wraith. He wore <laughs> tights on the plastic pitch at Wraith um, back then. So. <laughs> uh, I, I definitely don't I, don't. I don't think there's a section on London Hearts for players <laughs> wearing tight tights. Um, anyway, I, one random thing. This is completely off topic, and like I, I do like. I, I love. Um, I do love social media for this type of thing. And Amoruso lets it run. Is it's a terrific account, especially for um, you know stirring some memories or but this one was very random I don't know if you saw this he tweeted it just earlier to tonight um, saying who remembers this nearly signing for the club back in 2001 uh, was close to coming in on loan from Fiorentina but we instead ended up with Ricardo Fuller and he put this with a clip of Hearts against Dundee United around that time and there was a uh, the camera goes to this player in this stand and I think it's Rob McLean who's the BBC commentator who mentions him I kind of vaguely remember the name. It's uh, Georges uh, Vakuftsis. Oh, God, yeah. So he was at Fiorentina at the time and almost came to hearts. But I just went down this rabbit hole of, oh, well, who was he again? Looked at him and apparently he was given the nickname in Italy, Il Greco Batistuta. So he was the, the Greek Batistuta. The Greek, the Greek Batistuta, who, who never actually scored for Fiorentina. So that was maybe getting ahead of themselves a little bit. Um, do you remember that at all? Vaguely, I know he was tall. Um, He's six four. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was one of these. There were a few um, Sebastian Rosenthal for Rangers and Vakuftis for Hearts. There was my favourite one, and I, I'll always remember it. The name. It's a weird one. Um, it, <laughs> it was Rangers putting out a statement welcoming new signing Yardis Alpolfo. It was April. It was an anagram of April Fools or April Fools Day. Ah, okay. Uh, And they kind of got a lot, and then obviously one person 
I think it was in the Twitter age. It was many years ago, but I think Twitter had just kind of picked up. But Vakuftis, yeah, do we, do we know how close we, we were? Um, to, to well, it. I mean, he was actually in. The, yeah, he must have been close because he was in the stand, and I found yeah, an article sort of from two, found an article from two thousand and one um, when Craig Levine mentioned him and said um, this was when I think Fuller had was maybe on trial. Um, he mentions da 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 da. Told him Fuller is here. We're we're talking to him and his agent, but we're still a bit away from concluding a deal. Vakuftsis is still something which remains in my mind and I have not prioritised one player above the other. We'll see how negotiations progress with Fuller and his club and keep an eye on the Vakuftsis situation at the same time. So it sounded like it was a... He had money for one or the other and we ended up with Fuller. Which I think is, could is, have been, is decent. Which, you don't get... which judge, judging by Vakuftsis' <laughs> career uh, which kind of tailed off after then and he had some reasonably productive spells in Cyprus, but certainly not the career that Ricardo Fuller had. But it's just interesting. Sometimes you think of this, what might have been. And I remember one of, one of the players I was really excited about was, remember when Ang Jung Wan almost... Oh, yeah, the Hearts South Korean who played at the World Cup. Because he, he not only, I thought, was a really good player, but you know to tap into a, a market like, like South Korea where fans will get very interested in you know especially european and british clubs just because there's a player from their country playing there i, I think that would have been a a really big move because remember that it, it got dragged out for a while um and then there was <laughs> freddie bobich as well remember he almost he was yeah and... yeah um i'm actually reading one right now i'm trying to think did we ever do a homework on on kind of players that were this close to joining hearts but didn't i, I think I think we might, might be time have, for another probably one. long enough that we can we can we can kind of rehash that. So we've got Vakuftis. Um, <laughs> um, the, the one that I'm reading about right now is is from January end of January 1998. Uh, former French international defender William Prunier played his first game for Hearts yesterday <laughs> and picked up his first booking in Scottish football in the process. He was recently released by Napoli and came through the ranks at Auxerre with Eric Cantona. He'll have talks with Jim Jeffries today to decide whether he's given a contract after his trial match. He was never seriously troubled during a nil-nil draw. So um, oh, that, that must have been a, a, a Rousset thing, um, or he must have helped get involved um, because Rousset was there at the time and... and <laughs> Speaking through interpreter, Hearts goalkeeper Jules Rousset, Brunier said that referee David Doig had tried to explain to him why he'd been booked, but he had not understood a word he was saying. Yeah. So if, <laughs> if we were to put together a team, would it have to have been, you've pulled on the, the, the maroon jersey, like Prunier or had a trial, or would we would we get? A, no. I, I prefer the other way, whereby you've you've did Freddie Bobic ever set foot in, in on Scottish soil when it came to the the heart thing? See, I wanted to say that he actually trained with us at one well, point. That, that, but that might count. be com- that would count, but that might be complete hmm. bollocks um, because it was such a long time ago. I I I think we could do a maybe team. I think the, sorry, a nearly team. Um, I think we can do that. I think saying that they actually, I think I'm just looking at it, just saying dropped interest. I don't know if it did get to the point of trial. Um, he was a free agent at the time. 
Um, Why don't we just do a, a kind of if they were linked with hearts, a substantial link, not just someone put it. Oh no, he did. No, sorry, he did train. He did train with hearts. He says. I, um, I'm sure yeah, I'm says, a picture of him wearing some sort of of kind of hearts black training top. Let's have a look. Yeah, here we go. Hearts stopped their interest in German striker Freddie Bobic. Yeah, there he hearts, is. Uh, SPL leaders invited the free agent for a trial. Right. Um, um, a spokesman for the club said Freddie has been training with the club for a couple of days. However, he will not be. Yeah, training. number oh. number seven on his on his short. There we go. He's seventeenth of October. Oh, yeah. I knew there was a, a picture right. So we have to do something like this for next week because this is we're at the kind of late June, early July stage, and the the pickings are slim when it comes to things to chat about. So, do you want to set the parameters here? They don't necessarily okay, so need we're... to have played for hearts. But they have they have to have been linked and at least set foot do, on Scottish soil or trained. So, so so by linked do we mean so we need some it needs to be actually in the press there needs to be something solid to say there was a link. What are we doing? Not are just trialists. Post on trialists eleven. Hmm. I don't know if that's just going to restrict us a bit too much because especially these days there's not as many tri- is, is there many trials these I days. Don't know. You don't hear about as many. I know people train when they're out of contract. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how to, many... to get someone like Vakuf, to make it as as varied as possible, someone like Vakuf just to get him in. Did he ever train with us? Because he obviously was at the game. I don't think so. Right. I think he was a potential loan move. So, so are, we, are we just um, saying set foot on Scottish soil then? Or mm, arrived at the... Can we not just say it has to have... You have to... There has to be a solid link it can't just be someone fans posting something it needs to be a press link speaking of which honestly right um this week there was rumors abounding about a new arrival and then uh, and i'm not i'm not going to say certain things that that i've heard but one thing that i did read was, was that martin waghorn interesting hearts this is this is when it gets ridiculous martin waghorn's on 28 grand a week at derby they want to keep him cardiff also want him but somebody and then this is when it snowballed somebody had said oh martin waghorn i've heard it might be him and it's all these forums and and whatever like that i thought the online forums are are fine no problem jambos kick back the facebook one's got some yahoos on it it really does but uh, kick back i would i would always kind of go to before i'd i'd go elsewhere um, and it wasn't kickback that I read it. It was a Facebook thing I read about Martin Waghorn. But, I mean, where where do we stop here? Um, Messi, Ronaldo. I mean, come, come on now. Waghorn's never come into hearts in a million years right now when he's on 28 grand a week. Let's be realistic. But there's it's, it's the lack of, of news that we've had. Because um, there is no news. You're not going to say, oh, we're, we're in talks with. Um, you want to get it done. You don't want to alert everyone else. But Waghorn... Come on now, let's be sensible about this. Okay, so yeah, before we go, let's set out the home so homework parameters for next week. We want a, a nearly eleven, and um, these are players that nearly signed for Hearts. Now, I think we maybe decide. Let's let's we need at the very you know ideally they need to have been. There needs to be confirmed interest from Hearts, and a trial would be good, or some kind of discussions. I think we'll maybe accept solid um, transfer speculation, as in press speculation. There's something out there, not 
a, not a forum, not social media, not your mate told you and Greg's or down at Tiny Arms that they were going to sign. So something solid, I think. If you can say there was, you know, it was in a paper. God, do we count the sun and the daily record as solid? I don't know. Um, so yeah, let's see what we can come up with. We can maybe judge if if someone if it's too if it's if it's too loose if it's there's nothing there's nothing substantial to to get behind it. So we can maybe judge that next week. But let's see what we can get. If I mean, if you give us individual players. If you if you can come up with an eleven, even better. I mean, if you could find full full eleven players of an interesting nearly eleven, that would be. That would be good. So yeah, let's see where we go with that. I think that could be interesting. There's a wonderful article that I've just found on from um, the Evening News from last April, written by Patrick McParplin. 30 Hearts trialists from the last 20 years. Oh, well, that's just going to make it. Well, don't don't read any of them out. I won't. Let's see what people... I won't. Let's see what people get. Um, Hibby as well. Um, but he's, he, he? He, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know him. Uh, but he, he did a he did a hips piece, and then he did a hearts. My God, there's some names in here. I'll not spoil it for you, but you could we could have fun with this. We could have a lot. We okay. could have a lot of fun with this. We, we need some fun. Let's have some fun next Please. week. So yeah. we'll be back next week, and we'll we'll discuss that. And if you want to get in touch with your suggestions or with anything else, you can tweet us at around the funnel, or you can email podcast at scarves around the funnel dot co. UK. We'll be back next week and hopefully we'll have some um, some good um, players to talk about and we'll have at least one Hearts game to, to discuss after that friendly match. So until then, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>